Hi everyone, and welcome to the show. This is Question the Narrative with Jason Crothers. I'd like to welcome everybody to our first episode here. It's June 18th, 2023, and I would like to tell you a little bit about what we're going to do here at Question the Narrative podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about current events, politics locally and nationally, uh, our trending topics on social media, some entertainment, comedy, a little bit of lighthearted aspect of uh, what's actually going on in the world today. And I'd just like to um, you know, start out by explaining a little bit about what's going to go on here. You know, um, I think it's healthy to think outside of the box. Uh, I think it's healthy to question the narrative, especially what we've been going through you know, over the past, I don't even know, six years, seven years now. So, you know, <clears throat> basically I started this off because I'm, I'm frustrated with where we are in the world today, the landscape that we're living in, as far as politics has consumed everybody's aspect of life, you know? Uh, anybody that knows me, you know, up until five, six, seven years ago when all this started happening, you know, would say, this guy's the last guy that would have anything to do with any type of knowledge as far as this. And I'm not saying, <clears throat> you know, I know everything and I, I even know what I'm talking about for the most part, but I think I do. You know, I, I've been paying attention to a lot of this stuff for a long time and I'm starting to see through a lot of the, you know, the bullshit that's going on here. And I'm sure you guys are too. So, you know, I meant to start this podcast off June 14th, President Trump's birthday, uh, also Flag Day. Uh, but that didn't happen. I just got a little, um, little overwhelmed, I think, with everything and didn't realize what was going to all go into this. So, you know, it uh, turns out that two days after Trump's birthday is when he actually walks down the golden escalator and we all know what happens directly after that. It was a barrage of attacks from everybody and their brother and mother saying that Donald Trump was first off, that he was a clown, that he had no shot. He was an entertainer. And I thought, you know, I didn't think otherwise than that. You know what I mean? He was an entertainer and obviously he was in the WWF and had his own show I knew he was a brash businessman. I know, you know, back in the day, everybody loved the guy. So entertainers, rappers, you know, Mike Tyson, Don King. Um, you know, then everything happens with what we know of as now as the 2016 presidential election. You know, everything leading up to that. We don't need to go into that right here. But, you know, so the news tries to, you know, basically assassinate this guy in the eye of the court of public opinion. You know, so if they can kill him there, they don't even have to deal with him. And it's it's been rumored that Hillary actually picked to run against him. So, I mean, if you can imagine how stupid she must feel if that's the case. So, um, we can step back a little bit. And I was never big into politics at all. So the first time I really voted was 2012. Um, I didn't like 
Barack Obama at all. I seen what he was doing to the country and realized, you know, he was destroying it. So I always knew it was just a big, just a shit show. You know, it was all fake. It was all a big show out front. You know, the guys were probably having steaks and drinks behind the scenes, yet they were out front bashing each other. And it, it just, the pendulum swung either way. And it was always the Bush death cult, in my opinion, anyways, you know, that's another story too, but we'll go into that later in some of the podcasts, you know, but everything was like, after they killed Kennedy, everything was Bush's. So even Clinton, you know, Clinton sold cocaine for Bush, uh, Obama's related to Bush. Um, so, you know, yeah, I'm kind of getting off on a tangent there, but what I'm getting at is I never really thought that my vote even mattered, but at a certain point in time, you know, I became an adult and had kids of my own and seen this place was turning into something I didn't want it to be. And I thought, you know, well, maybe if I do get involved in the political system, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I get out there and I vote and it matters. So whatever. Leading up to 2016, I lived in Ohio. And, you know, looking at the field of guys, Trump was definitely not even my first pick. You know, I'm, uh, I was a Ohio guy and I kind of leaned definitely Republican because I, uh, just the Democrats were stupid and uh, crazy. And there's no way anybody is going for Hillary Clinton. So I was kind of John Kasich guy. And uh, I just seen how weak the Republican Party was in that um in that political debate system there. And then when Trump started bashing everybody and being the, the kind of guy, the real guy that he was, I was like, you know what? I mean, fuck it. You know, let's do it. You know, let's, uh, this guy's going after the right people. In my mind, I was always kind of, you know, that mentality of a anti, you know, anti system type of a thing. You know, I didn't like the big government and the taxes. And, you know, I never really considered myself a Republican or a Democrat. I just consider myself an American. So, you know, Trump wasn't my guy, but ended up being that guy when I seen the way that they just all went after him and started to attack him. And then we seen how, you know, they clowned him out. They laughed at him. Uh, then, you know, James Comey comes up and says what he says about the Hillary Clinton thing. And all of a sudden that's back in the news and no, but no reasonable prosecutor would prosecute this crime. You know, that, that's what happens when you find your uh, suicide note in your emails. But anyways, that's another story. What I guess I'm trying to say is that I learned pretty quick that Trump was my guy and that the media was corrupt. The system was corrupt. He was saying all the right things and turns out the guy was right like it or not, love him or lo you know, hate him, the dude was right about almost everything at this point. So, I just want to talk about what's going on in the world today. I think it's a healthy thing to question the narrative, especially when we know they've lied to us so much about everything over the past, our lives, you know. That's what this is all about. It's about waking up to the fact that we've all been lied to, at some point in time, you're going to have to get over yourself, whether it's the ego or the education block or just the fact that you don't want to admit that you're wrong, you know. So the best thing to do is let go of all of the shit that you've been lied to about and just come to grips with the fact it's going to get a whole lot worse real quick, okay? So 
it's good to think outside the box, be open-minded to uh, other people's ideas, ideas that you may have never heard of or never considered. Be, you know, be open to everybody's feelings and emotions. Be empathetic and sympathetic and compassionate to your fellow human beings. It doesn't mean that you have to accept anybody's delusion in your life as far as using their whatever terms. I'm not even going to participate in even naming the things. So it's just, um, it's good to think about things that you wouldn't typically do. So, you know, um, we're going to talk about the truth. We're going to talk a lot about Trump. We're going to talk a lot about Biden because, uh, I want to know, are people happy with the guy that got the most votes in history? 81 million votes, more than the black president, the first black president the United States ever had, you know? How does this guy win, what was it, 37 counties or uh, something crazy like that, you know? So, um, you know, you can't, you're not supposed to talk about these things and... I've been kicked off of social media so many times. I've had all my Facebooks taken away from me. My Twitter account's still banned. I'll wear that as a badge of honor. I was taken down, you know, with with all the good guys, General Flynn included, some of my friends, you know, all the social media influencers. I won't even consider myself that, but just turns out that I was in the right place at the right time on January 6th, if you know what I mean. And um, they didn't like that, so... They just want to silence everybody's voice. We all have a voice and we should probably use it. That's why I'm here trying to uh, just make the things that I'm aware of known to some of my friends and family and even the strangers out there that may not be aware of certain things. And I, I encourage everybody to look all these things up and fact check them as well because I'm not saying that I am a genius, but I'm very passionate about the things I do, and I've, I've been studying into this for a long time, you know. And it all really goes back to, um, you know, I think they picked Trump to run this thing back 2015, right before the Golden Escalator. Brings us back to the start of the show. Trump came down that Golden Escalator few weeks after the military released the Law of War manual from the Department of Defense. And where we're going to go further on down the line in this podcast is going to have a lot to do with that information. There's a lot of other people out there that are talking about that too, that know a lot more about me. And I just get my stuff from going to social media and filtering through a lot of stuff, you know, everybody can, you know, there's a lot of bullshit, obviously, on YouTube and Instagram, TikTok, I don't even do TikTok, um, True Social is, it's not that entertaining at this point, it's kind of uh, just an echo chamber of Trump supporters, which is great, there's good content there, but it doesn't give you both sides of the aisle, which I think is very important to, for people to get, so... I still go to Twitter, even though I'm banned. Um, I can still see what other people say. It makes it more difficult. You got to search for all that shit. But, but we need to talk about a lot of things. We need to talk about the election. We need to talk about 
the fact that um, the news is just softballing questions to Joe Biden when they would be destroying Trump if he was doing any anything he did. If he hit a golf ball wrong, the people in the press room would just rip him to pieces or rip the, the Kaylee McEnany, his um, uh, whatever you want to call it. I can't think of the name at the moment, but you know who I'm talking about, <clears throat> his press advisor, whatever. So... You know, but they don't do any of that for Joe Biden. They're like, oh, what, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? And you can just see how screwed up this country is, man. We need to talk about the inflation rates and the interest rates on anything. You know, talk about the groceries at the stores. Is anybody happy with any of this stuff? The gasoline that you're purchasing. I think this is the little trial run of socialism that everybody really wanted to maybe see if it was better or not, you know, and... <clears throat> Anything to get the orange guy out of office, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, burn it all down, we'll, we'll fix it in four more years. But you can see that that didn't happen. It's just gotten worse. That, you know, we got to talk about the border. we got to talk about immigration. And the fact that you can't talk about these things with people um, that are crazy because they just, they boil over and they, they stomp away and they don't even want to have the conversation. And that's not the way it should be. You should be able to listen to things and figure it out. You know, we're not, we'd like to come across the aisle and have a discussion about immigration. You know, a lot of people say, oh, well, you hate immigrants or you're racist. And, but America was founded on this institution, but that's not it at all. Because I have a lot of immigrant friends. I currently live in Southwestern Florida. So I know some people that have immigrated here and I talked to way more than I, than I actually know, but I have friends that um, they come in legally and it took them a long time and they paid money and they, they paid all their dues. And all that they're asking, is, just like us, is the fact that you do it legally because everybody, um, there's just not enough to go around for everybody unless you keep track of it and you just keep flooding it like it's gone. And you're, they're just trying to collapse the system. So, you know, it all goes back to the 16-year plan. I don't know if y'all know anything about that. Some of you do, some of you don't. We're going to get into a lot of stuff about that. Um, a lot of things that were thought to be conspiracy that aren't, you know. Who would have thought if you would have told me, ah, oh, shoot, um, 2019 in the summer, that we were going to have some epidemic come through, pandemic, that's going to make everybody wear a mask and be scared to love and uh, go hug their grandma. And um, then it was going to get so crazy and tyrannical that some governments and some mayors and governors were actually trying to lock people in their homes. You've seen all the stuff from China, but it's hard to believe any of those things when you can't actually put your hands on it or know people that do. You know, any of that stuff could just be propaganda coming out of the Chinese government government, you know, and I don't know that it is or isn't, I'm not trying to uh, make that assertion here, but everything got crazy, right? So we went from that to that to that. And, you know, all the while, our our leaders are telling these things that aren't happening, you know, and Trump, you know, he told us uh, March of 2020, that there's an invisible enemy out there. And that you know, I think that's where, you know, he exposed what you want to call the deep state now. And as far as how interconnected everything is, everyone's like, oh, it can't all be a conspiracy. Well, you know, if you look up the definition of conspiracy, it's really only 
two to three people that it takes to define a conspiracy. And that's not very hard. Like a sheriff, a couple deputies, uh, a mayor, a sheriff, a governor, a couple of, you know, so it's not even really that hard to con conceive that things are a conspiracy. And man, pretty sure people can understand that now because, you know, oh, they would never want to put a chip in you or, uh, excuse me, but are you seeing what's happening now? People are taking this stuff willingly. And I mean, we're like, you know, damn near on the verge of being like China around here. So then it just continues on to, you know, Trump said they were going to steal the election in 2020. He told us these things and uh, nobody was listening. Everyone was just like, oh, this guy's crazy, you know, whatever. Um, China's not a threat. Now that leads us into summer of love and the mostly peaceful protests that started off with King George's coronation and his several funerals with golden caskets. Meanwhile, you and your family were dying alone in a nursing home or a hospital bed because of COVID and you couldn't go anywhere. But um, if you had a mask on and you wanted to go riot or burn something down, you were totally fine. So, you know, nobody wanted to believe that either. But, you know, we, we said that they were wearing masks because the old Antifers were out there and they were trying to cause disturbances and people were going to start rioting and stealing things and they wanted the mask for protection. Well, now look where we are. You know, there's stores in San Francisco and California and stuff that everything's locked up. And that's even if the store is still even open. So, you know, Trump told us about that, too. You know, they they come in, they tried to burn the church down. Um, the media mocked Trump for getting pushed into the bunker, you know, saying he was a pussy and he was scared to death. And it was the Secret Service that forced him to do that. And if it wasn't for all the crazy people outside trying to, you know, hurt the family, then, but, you know, none of these people are in jail, but yet we got people in jail for January 6th that walked inside of velvet ropes and took pictures of their their, you know, taxpayer money at the Capitol building. And that's another thing that, you know, we need to talk about is the people can't talk about on both sides of the aisle is January 6th was a setup. There were federal police in the crowd. If you know anything about the Gretchen Whitmer case where there was like, what, 13 FBI agents and like one or two, three dudes that were actually, they pretty much baited them in, set them up. You know, so it's all a setup. It's all a setup. We need to talk about these things. We need to wake everybody up to this stuff while we still have a chance, you know. Then let's talk about the election. The masks leading up to that, too. They wanted people to, they wanted to scare you away from going and voting in person. And then they promoted this mail-in balloting that should have been illegal and this ballot harvesting. And you have... 2,000 mules where they caught it all on film and the, the news was still like, no, this isn't real. Don't believe what your eyes are telling you. Now, these are the conversations we want to have. That leads us into the inauguration. And one of the weirdest inaugurations probably anybody in the world has ever seen that's seen a United States president get inaugurated into office. You know, the former sitting president leaves early doesn't come congratulate, doesn't intend, takes the nuclear football with him on Marine Force One, 
Then they fly in the resident, Joe Biden, on commercial airlines. Um, they put a fence around everything. They have this crazy, weird ceremony where it's just basically everybody that's in the club. You know, why did they put that fence up? Because, you know, the most votes in history, you'd think, man, imagine all the people that would want to go to this. And man, it's it's a great thing for mankind. This guy got elected because, you know, he's going to come across the aisle. He's going to fix everything. And everybody should have been there and just celebrating in the streets. But it wasn't because there were nobody there in the streets. You couldn't even go. You had citizen journalists walking around. And, you know, it's hard to believe, you know, half the stuff, if three quarters of the stuff online, that's who knows if any of those people are real. Who knows if it's misinformation or disinformation. We know we're in this crazy little psyop war we got going on here. I don't think people really realize that we're basically in a civil war already. It's a cold civil war. You know, there's no shots fired, but it's all it's politics. It's lawfare. There's a lot of, uh, you know, tomfoolery going on, chicanery, you know, a bunch of look here and don't look there and. Who knows who you can actually trust or not. So, you know, always be open-minded to this stuff. But, <clears throat> you know, so what happens after that? What, what, what are we at? We're like January 20th. You know, he gets inaugurated, whatever. Everything just seems to be crazy and going downhill after that. You know, the Hunter Biden laptop stuff, you know, turns out, you know, Trump was saying that on during the uh, debates, and Joe Biden says, man, that is a Russian lie, man. Turns out, hmm, is it? Well, I guess the 51 intelligence agents got busted lying about that being a Russian lie. What happened was Hillary Clinton got busted paying Christopher Steele, a British spy, who was also maybe a Russian spy using Russian disinformation, colluding with the FBI the president, Barack Obama, the vice president, Joe Biden, and Hillary Clinton. You know, like, man, this has got to be the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of the United States. You know, these people set up a coup on the incoming president of Donald J. Trump. They set up his national security advisor, Michael Flynn, General Michael Flynn, because he knew where the bodies were buried. He had all the evidence from Barack setting up the wars, you know, basically taking away our fighting ability in Afghanistan, Syria, whatever. All that stuff is a different episode as well. So, you know, here we are with just the shit show that we're living in now because we have to live under this dictatorship of... Um, the Biden crime regime, and I, I don't even think this guy's even in power, obviously. I mean, Barack's running it from the basement, but I think they could have picked this guy because, you know, he's clearly not there, easily manipulated. So, you know, who's held accountable for this? Is his wife? She should clearly be held accountable for this. Who else? You know, all the people in power. It, well, if you can call it power. There's all kind of conspiracies about all this, and we're running long here. I don't want to get into all that today. I think you guys kind of get the gist of it. And I hope anybody's even listening here. Um, you know, my friends, probably, if you know me, I'm going to send this to you and you're probably going to listen to it. Maybe some people come along the way and come back and listen to these earlier episodes. And 
I just want to say thank you for you know listening, taking your time out of your day, coming in here and checking this out. You know, I think it's going to be fun. We're going to try and be lighthearted with it. You know, have a little bit of comedy going in. I, I think I'm funny. You know, maybe you guys uh, might think the same. So you never know where this is going to go. I think it's going to be really good, positive. Um, I, I want to get everybody to just get out there and take charge of yourself, you know. If it's going to get better, we're going to have to do it. I just want to inspire everybody to do what you can. If it's getting involved in your community, if it's getting involved in local politics, whatever it takes to you know, beat the machine and you know, look out for the little guy and run this thing like it's supposed to be and get, get all these crazy political leaders that are just mad with power out of the way and you know, we can get back to living a normal, normal life. So, you know, there's some people doing good things. Um, in Ohio, I got some friends doing things in politics and uh, some other things like that, you know. So I just want to ask everybody again to um, just listen to other people, be kind, um, don't be so hateful and try to, you know, just get off of social media if it's driving you crazy and go outside and realize that it's not such a crazy place. Maybe, hopefully you're in a good place. Maybe if you're in Chicago or California, maybe it is crazy. But um, I think that's going to be it for now. If anybody's listening, I just want to say, you know, again, thank you. I hope you come back. Hope you are like-minded with myself and you think this is going to be fun. You want to come back for the journey. Um, I do have uh, some people that inspired me to get this far. Some big, big names, you know, that I'm not going to mention because uh, they're probably not going to hear this. So uh, a really good friend of mine, Samuel McGuire uh, from the Samuel McGuire, Samuel C. McGuire show. I uh, really appreciate you, Sam. You inspired me to raise my voice to put it out there uh, man you're a young freaking star bro you're a stud um, doing big shit and I uh, really appreciate you you you've taken me some places I've met some crazy crazy cool people and it's only gonna get better man the best is yet to come buddy I, I appreciate you I appreciate everybody tuning in listening and I hope to see you next time. Enjoy the show.